0: Yeah. <music>
2: what is going on everyone welcome to episode 19 of the search cast presented by Primo x hockey shock tide and in the clutch apparel i'm your host zach martin and today i have to say this is probably the most excited i've been for a podcast so i have a lot i've had a lot of guests for the last like 18 episodes on and off depending on who's uh keeping track but this has to be the biggest one for me just in terms of who i got today I have the editorial content producer and the team reporter for your Carolina Hurricanes. I am excited to have Walt Ruff join me today. Walt, how are you doing today? And thank you so much for taking the time with me. I know it's been super busy for you, especially in the playoffs, but how are you doing today?
3: I'm good, Zach. Thanks so much for having me on again. I appreciate your, your patience and dealing with the crazy schedule, but I'm very excited to be here too. And I appreciate you uh, extending the offer to come on.
2: Oh, no, of course. You know, I, I totally get it. Like as someone who's been a big hockey fan his entire life and especially with how the playoffs have been over the last like three something years, especially with two shortened seasons and all that crazy stuff. And now with the schedule, it's like every other day now in terms of like how the schedule works out. I can only imagine like with the travel after like game four because now you're like every other day you're going back and forth between let's say like now Raleigh and Boston. Now you're doing it to Madison Square Garden in New York. I can only imagine just having to like, all right, do you do I unpack or do I just run, put other stuff in the suitcase and just get ready for the next one? Because you don't have time to do everything else. Like I can imagine how cramped your schedule is just to get stuff done these days.
3: It's it's busy, but it's fun. Uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It's, and you know, we got home uh, a little bit after one a.m. last night. Now today, it's go back into the office for a little bit, come home, try and do some laundry to turn things around. Because as excited as we all are about tomorrow night at PNC Arena. We all know that plane's taking off, you know, Friday afternoon because we're going right back to New York. So um, oh, yeah. it's busy, but it's fun. It's why we do it, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I know, like, just following you on Twitter and stuff like that, I know a lot of Hurricanes fans just feel the same way. It's just – it's it's crazy to look at when you're seeing, like, all the content that's get, that gets dropped for the Hurricanes. Like, you're seeing all the, you know, the travel as you're looking at the guys, like, coming in there out of the arena. And, like, I could not imagine what it's like having to, like, try to, like, Do all that in a span of like 24 or something hours, especially because you guys are probably gonna have to leave like right after the game, or you guys, it's like, or you guys leaving like the next day. Like, how does that usually work for how that usually goes?
3: It's hectic for sure. I mean, I'm very fortunate because I've got an exceptional boss at the Carolina Hurricanes, exceptional bosses, really. Um, Matt Suter, Dan Lazaraca, those guys are. So awesome at you know making sure everybody's pointed in the right direction because, like you said, things move so fast this time of year, you don't know if you're preparing for you know again three. It's crazy how much things can change so quickly here. Three or four days from now, we could be looking at um, a press release of times and dates for round three, a series preview against the Lightning, or we could be talking about exit interviews. Um, so big credit to, to Matt and Dan at the Hurricanes, those guys are amazing at what they do and they help us all like you said facilitate make sure everything's in order from the flight video to the travel pics to the hype graphics to making sure everybody's you know really excited and ready to go for the next game so those guys do a wonderful job
2: oh yeah for sure i mean, i have to say the graphics for the playoffs this year absolutely phenomenal i've been absolutely enjoying them like any of the graphics of the hurricanes do i have to save it on my phone because they're just so they're so great Like especially with the videos right before the playoffs, like how can you not want to run through a brick wall or it's just absolutely amazing. Like the content that you guys are producing over there is just every year it just keeps getting better. And it's like, how can you not be excited for anything hurricanes related, even if it's regular season or not? That's just so great. That's what we
3: want. No. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of everybody. We say thank you to everybody who you know enjoys it and follows along because that's our goal, right? You know, we're just like you all at the end of the day, we're fans that want to support the team and see them do as as well as they can. So as much as we can do our parts as the liaisons to the team, um, you know, it it makes us just as excited. So we're we're glad to hear everybody else is enjoying.
2: No, yeah, no, for sure. So, for those who don't know, because I know we're going to do a little bit of, like, talking about, you know, your journey to the hurricanes, and then, you know, once you get, like, we'll do all this, like, regular season, the playoff stuff, too, but, like, what is an editorial content uh, producer? I'm, re- I'm really curious, like, no, you don't really hear that title very much, so for those who don't know, like, what, what goes into that, and, like, what's your day-to-day stuff It's an editorial fancy- person?
3: Fancy way to say I write things for the team website. That's what I did. You know, that's what just came along with the job posting when I applied for it over the summer. Um, Of course, it it makes it sound glamorous and like an official (laughs) title, right? Um, Right, yeah. But, you know, one of the biggest things we talked about, too, when looking at the position was – we didn't want it to be strictly limited to just writing for the website. for example, I love doing stuff like this. I love doing podcasts. I love doing radio. I like being on TV. I like you know the stuff we've been doing this postseason on Instagram live with Abby and Bally. Um, I love doing all that stuff. and so uh, again, give Matt and Dan credit. they didn't want me to feel you know handcuffed just writing. Um, they really opened it up with you know any other options that came our way. so, Grateful to them, but no, whenever I see somebody in, you know, what do you, what do you do for the team? You know, I largely just say I write for the website, and then, of course, there's things that uh, that come along with it that I enjoy doing as well.
2: Okay, yeah, no, that's really cool, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've been noticing like, you, what you say with the post, he's like, you and Ab have been doing a lot of, like, the pre, pre-game stuff on Bally Sports, it's like Instagram, which is really cool to see, and then, of course, you know, after games as well, because I know when it was round one against Boston, I, I know you guys were doing a lot of like the pre pregame stuff like outside the arena, which I mean, that looks really cool to do though. Just being able to interact with the fans outside and just seeing all the stuff that's going around. But I mean, I have to ask you like, what, what, like, what was it like for your first ever like playoff game with the Hurricanes? And then it's like, you get to game seven. Like, what was that like? Cause I know for everyone it's completely different, but as the guy who's like being here for the whole season, covering the team, what was your first game one and game seven for the Hurricanes in the round one? Like
3: well, I think Seth and Auntie both said it over the course of the series that, you know, being new to the organization, you hear so much about it, right? You know, you hear oh, PNC's amazing, it's so loud, everybody buys in, it's incredible. And you can only believe so much of it until you actually experience it. <laughs> right, but for sure. I think the moments leading up to game one, you know. You've got eighteen thousand eight hundred plus standing, like almost all seats filled, well oh, before yeah. puck drop. You know the the hype video, and then Rocky like a hurricane comes, the sirens start sounding, everybody's going crazy. Oh yeah, that was the moment for me. Um, that was really cool. That it, you know, you put a lot of things in life into perspective, and that was a really cool moment to be able to experience that. Um, and the whole series itself was a roller coaster, right? Much like we are right now. We're basically back at <laughs> square one, like we were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the whole thing up through in the game seven specifically, it, it was just for me, it was so strange because, of course, I have no outcome on, uh, no, you know, part in the outcome of the game, right? right. I, I'm not going to score a goal. I'm not going to, you know, make the game winning save, but. You know, I remember waking up the morning of game seven feeling like this is so weird. Like by the end of the day, we're going to be, you know, celebrating and moving on to round two and turning this thing around real quick. Or we've just played our last hockey game until September. And those yeah. are so vastly different, right? Yeah, um, so that whole series was crazy. I can't believe we're doing it again. I can't believe we could potentially have to be doing it two more times. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, but it's been a lot of fun. Above all, it's been fun. The, the people have made the experience great. It's been so cool to see the Kaniacs really buying in. Um, so it's been awesome.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's a different environment for sure, especially when you talk about game sevens. Like, I think now it's like 6 0 oh all time. Like I think we're now at like what fourteen straight home wins. It's like it's absolutely insane. Going back to 09 to see where this Hurricanes team is at. And then, like you said, even like for the pep rally, you're not used to people showing up for pep rallies and like the tele- like tailgating for play for playoff games. There's nothing like it. Like, it's it, it's definitely when people ask about like what playoff hockey is like in Carolina, start from the tailgates and that and that crazy part is you're gonna see that. I'm gonna say probably from like 8 a.m. until like. After the game's over for the stadium series next year, it's just gonna be nothing that's but cool. tailgates all over the place. Like, yeah, basically you're not gonna go hungry if you go to a <laughs> Hurricanes tailgate. Like you don't, don't even worry about buying food in the arena. kind of. I to know tailgate. that's
3: gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see that. And what's really cool too, right? Is you know, we're so we're almost so caught up in the moment right now with the playoffs, and like as you should be, right? Because yeah. these moments don't come around often. But you think about the future of the organization and events like the stadium series and what's to come, it's uh it's cliche, yes, but it really is a great time to be involved with Carolina Hurricanes, point blank.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, just being able to, like, you know, from what you do, what Abby, Mike, and Shane do, even Trip, and then, you know, just even go to the fans and, you know, people who write for the Hurricanes or podcasts about them because it's like it's so – like we all have different areas of where our fandom is or what we do in terms of, you know, talking about the team, but it's like at the end of the day, like you said – it's just a great day to be Kaniak and just be happy with how the organization is. You're going like four straight playoff appearances. Now you got a stadium series against the Capitals next year. And it's like, who knows how this playoff run ends and like where are we are got next year too. It's like it, the future is very bright.
3: Yeah. Oh, you know, something we haven't gotten to yet. Oh, by the way, your top developmental team in Chicago is the best in <laughs> the AHL. has a yeah. chance to win it all there this year too. Mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, oh by the way, your prospect pool is considered one of the best in all of the National Hockey League. So yeah. The the here and now is great, and the future is maybe even brighter. So it's 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 awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, like the fact that we talk about like Jack Drury, Jack Lafontaine at some point, Noah sin chatfield uh josh levo it's like yeah the, the wolves are i've been saying it all the year. they're in an absolute wagon they are and, and i know i know you saw this too when we had i think like what six six seven guys after the detroit game you had a bunch of chicago wolves up and they still contributed, and that's they were still on that massive run it's it's insane to look at that team and it's like okay we have a bunch of chicago wolves up but they acted like oh they've been with the canes for pretty much part of the season up until that point it was just all it was all systems go yeah like, I mean, they, they didn't slow down
3: right no and they they won those games right against detroit and la and that was maybe yeah. could have expected that but that's where you have to give upper management credit because they talked about i remember during training camp it was almost you know inundated with the amount of times that they would use the word depth and organizational symmetry it's like you know yeah. Okay. And then like you act until you actually see it in play, Um, you got to give the front office, Don L Darren York, Eric Tolsky, give all those guys a ton of credit because it's not only talking about it, it's being about it.
2: No, for sure. So I know we're going to talk about the regular season, the playoffs now for a little bit, but I do want to talk about, you know, you're on my guest. I want to talk about you a little <laughs> bit. I I know you're very much like, no, no one wants to talk. No yeah, one wants I to hear wants me. We want to hear, I
3: mean, we're talk about this exciting playoff series.
2: Right. I I told you before, like people could do a 2-hour they would listen to a 2-hour podcast of just you talking about yourself and the hurricanes because I mean like I said, you're a team reporter for, you know, a really exciting hockey team and you know how Caniacs are it's like give us just give us all the information. <laughs> we have no problem with that. Well, hopefully
3: this won't be the last time we're doing this. So hopefully we can spread it out a little bit.
2: Oh, trust me, if 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 it's <laughs> able to work out, I would love to have you on more often because it's like I said, you being around the team and stuff like that, it, it would be an honor to be like, Hey, Wall, you want to come on again for like the fourth time and however long it's been just because
3: I, I, and again, I have to say like, you know, I, that was something I did not expect over the courts here. I get a ton of requests every, you know, and a couple <laughs> Rangers people reach out like, you know, Oh, will you do, will you come on this podcast? And like, I, I'll be frank, I can't get to them all, but I appreciate, you know, Zach, you've been great in supporting the team all season. So I've, I'm I'm happy to be here and be on the show with you.
2: No, I guess I I really appreciate. It. Yeah, like for me, it's like I will. I've told people this too. Like I will support this team and like whoever's like helping out, like this. Like you what you've been doing, mentor. Um, you know, Abby, Mike, Shane, and Trip, and all that. Like, yeah, it's like wh- whoever's helping, like taking care of the team and like you know showing the fans, like okay, what's you know just being around them. It's fun. Like so, yeah, it's you guys supporting regardless. So yeah, every, yeah. Every time you tweet, I'm always making sure, like, hey, you know enjoying it liking it all that stuff because it's like you got to support the people that are bringing the information to your team it's like you got to show them a little love too well, yeah they're not they're, like, like you said they're on the ice but it's like you know show them some love they're yeah, working well, very well, it's, hard
3: it's, it's much appreciated trust
2: me <laughs> but yeah so uh you're from Alberta, pennsylvania i know it's yeah Lisa's- you nailed it yes yeah, so, so i'm like please yeah. say this city right um right. but uh yeah she's and it's somewhere around philadelphia right i'm guessing about an hour
3: north, um, okay. the, where the Lehigh Valley Phantoms of the AHL are located okay. right now, Allentown, PA. Basically, right around there, an outskirt of there.
2: Okay, so I have to ask: Were you a Flyers fan growing up, or like who was your hockey team that you kind of had growing yep. up as a
3: kid? Yep, big Flyers fan growing up. They were a huge okay. part of you know my fandom and what got me into the game. Um, loved watching them all the time growing up and.
2: Now here we are as a, a full-fledged Caniac. Yeah, you know what? You love to see it. I've had I have some friends who are also Flyers fans, but also started enjoying the Hurricanes a little bit. I'm like, just make them your second team or your one B. It's okay. We'll we'll accept you. Exactly. They'll
3: so make the transition. Eventually, when the time is right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like you know what? It'll it'll come eventually. It might take some time, but you'll you'll become a Hurricane fan and you'll forget about the Flyers or make them your one B. It's okay. We'll we'll our, fully our accept you.
3: Wide open and welcomed, ready for you.
2: Exactly. Plus, we have good barbecue too. So I mean, it's it's. We also buy some cookies too. But I mean, it's, it's We're all here about the barbecue. <laughs> I mean, like, have you like? Do you have a certain barbecue place you go to, or like, are you just a fan of just all the so down here, Carolina style barbecue? Oh, I'm gonna I'm
3: gonna throw you a curveball here that not a lot of people know. But okay. I don't eat meat. I really? haven't had meat in almost twelve years.
2: Oh wow! Okay. Um, so
3: it's funny. Everybody's like, you know, where do you go for barbecue stuff like that? And, okay. Um, I had visitors in town last week, and I took them to the pit in downtown Raleigh because oh, nice, that's the go-to spot. And so Such I took them place. there. But you know what? I, I do do fish, so I got my salmon there. I was happy. I was pleased. Of course, pardon me, wish as I, you know, did partakes that way. I could see what all the hype's about. But right, um, for sure you know, that no, there's your, your inside nugget for having me on the show. No, no meat for me.
2: It, very interesting. That's, that's interesting. So, so would you say, are you more of like a salmon guy or do you like fish and chips? Like what's your usual go-to fish order if you had it? And is there a certain place on the road or back at home or like, wh- what's your fish spot that you like?
3: I'm a, I'm a big salmon guy. I, okay. I think it's a good source of protein. Um, I'm not too, too picky about, you know, where I get it from, but that's that's one of my more common meals i would say
2: okay i got you so like what's your favorite because i think with you traveling with the team and stuff like what city is kind of like i'm excited to go here and i know there's a certain place i need to like go to or is or are you just kind of open to wherever you're out on the road i'll I, go here if it's if it's good
3: you know for it's it sounds picky right not eating mm-hmm. meat but it's just like I, there's a whole story behind that too but you know yeah. I can't say I'm not too picky on the road. Like when we were in New York the past couple of days, um, of course I got pizza from just like a little hole in the wall spot that was near our hotel. Um, Our CFO, Mike Foreman said I had to try Essa Bagels, So I did. I got that there. Um, I just like trying different places on the road. You know, if I'm up for it, if I'm feeling adventurous and uh, see what, you know, fits the mold of the town. And yeah, of course, with it being year one, there's, places you learn you like places you're like okay i've crossed it off the list i don't need to go back so um <laughs> right. you know it's it's been a, a fun fun year in that
2: aspect okay yeah no, that's really cool yeah yeah the, i would say though for those hole in the wall places they're very you you'll find some a lot of good like hidden gems with certain small places because you hear everyone's like oh you got to go to this place and this place but like you said it's the small little nugget places you don't even think about sometimes they have the best stuff and you're like okay need to go here next oh yeah. yeah oh yeah exactly I, I'm curious, like, we'll have, to, we'll have to circle back to this about year five with the Hurricanes and see okay. where your answer is at by then. So, All right. No, that, that's really cool. <laughs> Same here. So I know you went to uh, Northampton Community and you also went to Temple. Like, I, I, that that was an experience being able to go and, you know, hone your craft, get kind of get ready for what, the next step after that at Temple because it's a really, it's a good school. It's a very hidden, like, when you think of Philly, you think of all these other like Villanova, and all these other schools, but I think Temple is also kind of very underrated in terms of there are certain programs that actually do fit into what people want to do.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can't say enough good things about either school. I mean, again, I believe it or not, I did not like school. I didn't like school at all. <laughs> I mean, I liked it for like the social aspects. Like I love my right. friends and stuff like that, but man, I some of the most miserable days of my life were sitting in biology and chemistry. I don't wish yeah. that upon anybody, especially, you know, It was trying to like, I knew I wanted nothing to do with that stuff. I liked flyers hockey. I wanted to go home. And then like over time I knew I was like, okay, I think I would like to do something like broadcast media. And then, yeah, through those schools is where I found out what I wanted to do. Um, I was fortunate to have opportunities along the way to try and do play by play, to try and do like the sports center style shows for the schools. Um, And it obviously a lot has happened between now and then, but right. yeah, it, it, I couldn't say enough good things about either school, and they both put a huge part in getting me to where I am today.
2: Oh yeah, no for sure because I know you because I know you got your start at Lone Star Brahmas uh, out of the North American Hockey League, then you go to the Norfolk Admirals, which. I don't remember if they were with the Hurricanes at that point. They might have been. I'm not sure. I don't think so. They weren't. Um, no,
3: they. We were still with Edmonton at that point because okay. it was during the recent stages of when, um, team like for example, Norfolk was the American Hockey League affiliate of Anaheim.
0: That's and right. Okay.
3: Anaheim moved. It was part of the AHL Western movement. You know, they made their AHL affiliate San Diego sold to Norfolk, moved down a league, so. Yeah, yeah, that was uh during the Edmonton era in Norfolk.
2: Okay, yeah, because a lot because I try to follow the, the lower leagues as much as I can, but like the, the affiliation changes, they do it so much. they are kind of because now like we know with the Stockton Heat come up, they're moving to Calgary, and it's just like it's it's just it's an ebb and flow with those minor leagues. Like one year you might be with the team, and like three years down the road you're with someone else because it's just however they do that. It's it's insane like how the minor league system gets reshuffled. So much, unless like the big club owns their AHL team or something like that,
3: right? No, it's a, it's definitely a lot, and something that you know opened my eyes along the way is anybody who player, front office, you know, staff member. If you worked in like the ECHL and worked your way up, you deserve every bit of praise you get because it is, quite frankly, not glamorous at times. It is trying. It is hard um so if you make it through there you you have my applause absolutely
2: yeah for sure well especially with your with your journey too because you talk about the tucson well you because you were with tucson with the roadrunners from like 2010 to 17 to about 2020 and then you know unfortunately covid and all that stuff yep. happens and then you go to portland with the winterhawks like like <laughs> what would you say those experiences go being in arizona for about th- like three seasons and then you have to go to portland because unfortunately covid happened and stuff happens with, you know, finances with the team and all that other stuff. Like, what would you see – like, how was that experience for you just having to go through that journey from, you know, Norfolk to Arizona to Portland, and now you're kind of – now you're here in Carolina. Like, I bet that was – had to be trying for you. Like, what was that whole experience Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, it was was wild. But I don't – everybody should be thankful. You know, if you get, if you get to work in the NHL, you're very privileged, right? You, Oh, for sure. You're either insanely talented or things have gone your way for, you know, quickly or a long time. Um, I don't, you know, I'm grateful for the path I experienced. It was hard, but I can't say I wish it upon everybody because of course there's, you know, there's aspects of life that go along with this work too, right? You know, it's, moving from state to state across the country one year, one year, one year, three years, six months, and then you finally make it. So, you know, when you talk about not to get too introspective, but when you, you know, look at life and, you know, what you want to accomplish and how you get there, it's, um, you know, my path was different for sure, but it all worked out. And I try and almost overuse the words grateful and thankful because, not everybody's as lucky. Um, I worked with some crazy talented people in the North American League who, you know, either just haven't gotten their shot yet. Like they know they want to work in the NHL too. Um, same thing, ECHL, AHL, like some people just don't want to stick with it and see it through. And that's okay because, again, there's like life happens um and you can compare the journey to anybody's story in life right like it, good things take time sometimes you get bounces quickly sometimes you don't get bounces at all so um I'm very very fortunate that's that's one thing I will say
2: oh yeah for sure because I think it's what six years I'm guessing somewhere around there that you were in the in the minor leagues and then it's yeah. like then all of a sudden you're in Portland and it's like Talked to the hurricane. You know, the, I'm assuming you probably sent some of the hurricanes, and they got back to you. Like, what was that whole experience like? Going through that transition of like, all right, now you're all the way in Oregon, and then you get the call to the big club, and you're like, okay, what? Like, what was that whole experience like? Just being able to go from the WHL, now you're like, okay, you're with the Hurricanes, now you're back in North Carolina. Like, that what was, was that like?
3: That was crazy because never in my wildest dreams could I imagine that that was going to be the case. Um, ab- you know. As you can see with the path it took, like I thought it was just going to go North American League, ECHL, AHL. Nobody ever could have predicted COVID-19. So when I got bounced out of the American League and I went back to the WHL, I really thought like I was applying to jobs. I was, you know, not a knock by any means. Again, it's just hard. No. It's not the same pay scale. I thought I really was probably going to have to either go back to the ECHL or to the AHL. Um and I saw, I was actually back home in Pennsylvania visiting for a couple of days while living in Oregon. I was getting things from Pennsylvania to take back to Oregon because I was feeling like I was probably going to be with Portland for another season. Right. And I saw the job posting for the Hurricanes. I knew who, you know, I followed Michael Smith for years. and
2: Oh, yeah. Such, it, such a great guy. He's so he's, great.
3: Yeah. He's incredible. And when I applied for the job, I was like, okay, well, there is, you know, no shot in heck that I would ever get this job, but I'm at my parents' house, bored on a Sunday. I don't have anything to do, so I'm going to shoot my shot. And right. you know, ten days later, I get an email, and I'm like, is "This spam? <laughs> like, is this at, is this for me? Like, actually, yeah. Um, So yeah that that process was insane. And Again, never. I remember even the, some of the first conversations on the phone call were like, you know, okay, you know, we've had x amount of hundreds of applicants and we're talking to this amount of people and i'm like shoot you know i'm (laughs) i'm lucky to even be getting an email let alone an interview um you know fast forward uh, here we are now so it's it's crazy
2: hey everyone we'll go back to the regular scheduled part of the podcast here after we talk with the sponsors of Primo x hockey shocked hydrate in the clutch peril If you're looking for any cool hockey equipment, we're talking from stick protectors, pucks, skate laces, all that good stuff, make sure to check out the boys over at PrimoX Hockey. They are really amazing. They have really great products over there. The good thing about them is they do free shipping across the United States, or if you want to, since they're based in the Raleigh area, you can go pick up their products at their warehouse. Really simple and easy to use. Just go over to PrimoXHockey.com. Make sure in the comments when you check out, make sure to tell them that Zach from the SearchCast Cast They have a really lot of cool stuff over there. They also have hoodies, T-shirts, hats, a lot of great stuff, koozies and stickers. Really great group of guys. Like I said, I cannot talk enough about how great Primo X Hockey is and the fact that they were also the OG day one sponsors. So please go make sure to check them out over there at PrimoXHockey.com for all of your hockey equipment needs. Second sponsor i like to talk about is Shocked Hydrate. If you're looking to take your gaming to the next level, get that energy, get that focus, make sure to go over to shockedhydrate.com and get the watermelon or the green apple flavors. I cannot highly recommend them enough. I really like their watermelon, but I kind of like their green apple a little bit more. But they have really, really amazing stuff over there. If you use the code SEARCHCAST, you will get 10% off your order. So make sure to go check out Shockedhydrate.com. There's also, if you click the link tree in the description, click on the Shocked Hydrate link. You can head on over there and check that out. Like I said, use Searchcast at checkout for 10% off your order. Really, really great stuff. So take your gaming to the next level with Shocked Hydrate. Last sponsor I want to talk about today is In the Clutch Apparel. Really great group over there. They have a hundred percent license price. We're talking baseball, football. MLS, all that great stuff. And the cool thing too is we also got merch over there from the Surgecast. So if you're looking for a really cool t-shirt or a hoodie to support the podcast, make sure to check out intheclutch.com. Make sure to go check out the hockey section. And you'll see the cast. Great t-shirt, great hoodie. Make sure to check that out. They'll really help me and help and support the podcast. And if you use the code SURGE at checkout, you will also get 10% off from there as well. So
1: This is Shaquille O'Neal with a friendly holiday reminder. Tis never the season to scream at your printer. Call it naughty names or chunk empty ink cartridges across the room. But tis always the season for an Epson EcoTank printer. They're cartridge-free, conniption-free, with big ink tanks and a ridiculous amount of ink. So grab some mistletoe and kiss expensive cartridges. Goodbye. The Epson EcoTank, just and chill. Available at Epson.com
2: make sure to check out in the clutch.com go search for whatever apparel you want really cool stuff if you're also looking for some really cool for hockey apparel wise make sure to check out the search cast area of the hockey side and use like i said use 10% off when you use the code search the last sponsor we're going to talk about it's not about for my specific show but it is for belly up sports if you go to canadips cbd.com/ slash Belly up twenty, or if you go use Belly up twenty at checkout, you'll get twenty percent off your order with Cannadips CBD. I cannot highly recommend these guys enough either. They're really, really great stuff. I really enjoy it. I got the Humboldt Collection Maui Wowie, hundred percent American grown hemp supplement. You get fifteen pouches per can. You get ten milligrams per pouch. You're talking about one hundred fifty milligrams per can. And the good thing with that is, like I said, if you use Belly up twenty at checkout you get 20% off your order. And also, like I said, go to canadipscbd.com slash bellyup20 to go use that link. It's a really great product. I highly recommend it. I actually just ordered a can of strawberry crush and mango. I'm really excited for those to come in, but I would definitely highly recommend those guys. So make sure, like I said, go to canadipscbd.com slash bellyup20 for 20% off your order. With them and that'll help support not just the search cast but also all podcasts on the belly up side of things now back to your regular scheduled hurricanes content with the search cast no it yeah it's crazy but it's so great though just seeing like because i remember when they first meeting the announcement and then it's like okay that's cool you know get someone new because you know, everyone you was used to you know mike smith and mike malskalko doing kane's cast and all that stuff. And then, you know, you get announced, you come and everyone's like, okay, cool. You know, we got someone new, someone different, see how this works out. And now we're, like you said, now we're here one whole regular season later, you know, best regular season ever for the Hurricanes, like records across the board, like 50, like I think like 50, 20 goal scores, 50, 50 point guy, like five fifty point guys, most points, most wins and stuff like that. Like for your first regular season with the Hurricanes, like what kind of like stood out to you? throughout the season like was there certain guys that you were just like you had to gravitate towards throughout the year like what would you say is kind of like a good experience like number of experiences or things that went through the regular season that you're like okay i got to make sure to remember all of this that's going on
3: well that's a good good point right there like you try and soak it all in again um i know i'm i'm very fortunate i try not to use the word lucky but i know there's a bit of luck involved as well to be able to work for, you know, not only an NHL organization, but one that has their best year yet, you know, in year one, um, you know, there's people who aren't, you know, I'll be honest. I probably would not have had had as much fun with this job. If for example, I was doing it for, you know, the Arizona coyotes, for example, or someone who had a really difficult year. Yeah. Um, that's not a knock on them, of course, you know, but everybody loves a winning product, right? Oh yeah. Um, fans gravitate towards it, the whole nine and, the ride's not over yet, but in terms of the regular season, it was a year of learning and growth. Um, you know, nobody's flawless at their job year one. There were some things that I had to learn along the way and things that you can't know until you go through, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't know, I had good direction, but, you know, what if fans want to know? What don't they want to know? Am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? Um, so it's been a lot of learning, but I have to remind myself that, you know, Again, nobody's flawless. Year one, and hopefully, this is just the start of what will be a long run in Carolina. And there's people that, you know, much like Rod expects of the team. You know, you're, you're always trying to get better, right? You, right. Know, mm-hmm. you can get better at something, somewhere, somewhere, even if it's point zero 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 one percent better. You're getting yeah. better, um, and so that's yeah. Being able to be around that mindset was incredibly helpful too, because. You know that that's what the team is trying to do, but that's also what as a professional that, you know, I was trying to do. So um, that was incredibly helpful. And then, again, in terms of the team, like you said, there's so many accolades over the course of the year. And, you know, we still have a chance to do something really special with the team here in the Stanley Cup in the postseason. So um, (laughs) crossing our
2: fingers.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Knock on wood quick. Um, So a lot of really cool things over the course of the year.
2: Oh, for sure. Like, was was there, like, maybe a game or two that kind of stood out to you? Or, like, is there a certain guy, like, player from this year that you're just like, okay, this guy is doing something special. Like, what was that game that kind of, like, just caught you? You're like, all right, I'm going to remember where I was for this game and all that stuff.
3: You know, there were a lot. A lot. Like, I, you know, again, as you ask me that, I'm trying to run through my brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: it's like, tough. It's definitely a lot of great games this year. I haven't
3: had the time to slow down and, like, look back, right? I'm trying right. to stay in the moment. Um, I think one of the coolest things that, again, you never could have predicted is being in Portland with Seth last year. Um, and yeah. then he makes the team here. I remember. So and I tell everybody pretty openly like Seth and I didn't have like a crazy close relationship in Portland because I got the Jai started there 2 days before their regular season last year. Oh and wow. it was their covid season. So they did a very tight knit 35 person bubble. That's your roster, your head coaches, trainer, Um, so the way I always say to people, like I never went in the locker room in Portland until after the season ended because I couldn't go in because I started, like you had to submit your list of the bubble a week before the season started.
2: Oh, Um,
3: So I never got to like, you know, shake hands with Seth, got to introduce myself. Like I was on the post game media availabilities, like leading those and asking questions and stuff, but it wasn't like, you know we were like getting team lunch together and stuff like that. Right. And then I remember when I knew even when I was in Portland, he was coming to training camp here. And then I came here the day before the first um, preseason game. I remember the first media scrum, like we like locked eyes and you could almost kind of tell like, he was like, wait, like what's that guy doing here? And then a couple of days later, I got <laughs> to talk to him at uh, at WCC before a practice and I think think even at that point, he was like, you know, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I got the job here now. And so I'm sure he was like, what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. So that was a a pretty cool story just to get to see him, you know, play his final junior season and then come here and have the incredible season that he has. So that's been really cool. Um, Moments throughout the season. I mean, there was just like opening night. was great. Um, Oh, yeah. you, You remember like those, the COVID games where we played a couple guys down was awesome um the new year's day comeback in columbus
2: love that game yeah that was absolutely so. wild
3: I this might be another one where we're gonna have to revisit maybe later <laughs> this summer when time slows down a little bit and we'll oh, get to talk sure. about some of our favorite moments of the season but for now the story's not over
2: exactly no yeah de- well, we'll definitely have to figure out some later on this offseason but all right let's 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 dive a little bit more into the actual like the regular season stuff yeah. so, so going into the playoffs real quick i know I know you said 30 minutes might be a little bit over. I'm so That's sorry great. about that. But having I, fun. yeah, right. So I won't. So you go, we go into the postseason. You get, you know, Boston, the regular season. Everyone, you know, this everyone knows this. It's a different animal going from a regular season to the playoffs. Cause now you have you readjust. you like, you're getting adjustments every other day now, instead of three times a season. So it's like, and then like, what did you kind of see as that, as that as that series went on, like, okay, the, it was like home ice advantage played a big key throughout that series. Like what, like, what were your thoughts rolling through games one through seven against Boston and looking back towards the regular season? Like, what was that like for you, just covering the team during well, I that series?
3: I, it's especially hard as someone being, you know, again, I'm in my 20s yet. And when we think of the Boston Bruins, and I'd be willing to bet you're probably in the same boat, like, we think of the group that, like, won multiple Stanley Cups, you know, Bergeron, Pasternak. Oh,
2: like, yeah. yeah.
3: Like the best teams that we have ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, we were young in the 90s and stuff. We don't really remember a whole lot. Like, some of those Rangers teams were really good and stuff like that.
2: Oh, but yeah, like, for sure.
3: For us, like, bo- like those have been the guys since we've, you know, been fans of hockey. Um, and so for us to have the regular season we did against them was like, because you know they still had the pieces.
0: It oh, yeah, like, for
3: sure. Wow, you know, did they have three really bad games again? You know, almost, uh, almost yeah. like, like hard to believe. And it's like, no, like this is a really good team here in Carolina. Um, yeah. And so that was one thing that I remember, like I kept thinking. I was like.
2: There's no way. Yeah. like There's no they're, way.
3: They're not that bad. And like, you know, we didn't beat up on other teams like we did to them, so the truth was somewhere in the middle, and it, yeah. and it was right as we saw by the series going seven. Oh, for
2: sure, yeah.
3: And then in hindsight, one of the things that I find myself reflecting on the most that the series has now completely gone by is that it was really nice to see. You could make an argument, and, and here I'll, I'll put my interviewer cap on to you for a second. Okay, Zach, who is one person? who was maybe the most important for Carolina in the series against Boston?
2: Oh, geez. One guy.
3: One guy. One guy only, because i it's who I'm thinking of.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, because preferences, I did a preview episode for the series. And I picked Seth Jarvis as like my, my underrated X factor, because he was going into that playoff. On a point streak, he was playing really well and stuff like that. And the, he scored the first goal, scored two goals in game five, I believe. I think it was Auntie Ranta. It was just the way he played that entire series. It was like he – no one thought Carolina had a shot. Freddie's out. Antti like, Ranta played like a certain number of games. Of what, like he got, he got eligible for the Jennings, but it was like he didn't get any playoff experience before coming to Carolina. It's so like, how are you going to see how he plays? And you look at him, it just absolutely lights out that entire. I think you have like five goals total in those seven games.
3: Yeah, he was awesome. And uh, like, kind of a trick question, because you're not wrong. He was incredible. Yeah. How yeah. about Jordan Stahl? Fantastic. The, guy, the defensive anchor locking down one of the best lines in Hull. Oh, for and, sure. You know, talk about looking back on the season as a whole. Jordan Stahl had two goals at the All Star break. Two goals. <laughs> yeah. And again, yeah. Rod Brindemore's proponent number one of it's not always what shows up on the stat sheet exactly, that exactly the value, and so I just you feel bad at the all star. I remember the first practice back from all star break, we asked Jordan Saul like, you know, how frustrating was it? Like, you know, because he wanted to score more than two. Of course, he did. Yeah. He's captain yeah. of the team. He cares about the team more than anybody. He wanted to be contributing more, and then it just felt really. You know, I don't want to – maybe heroics not the right word, but, like, for him to play the prominent role that he did during round one was so nice to see because just goes to show, it, you know, he didn't lead the series in goals. He didn't lead it in assists. He didn't lead it in points. But his defensive responsibility and defensive tasks on Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand was the difference. It's oh, why sure. Carolina struggled on the road, and that's why they did well at home. Point blank. So for him to to play the role that he did was was so excellent to see.
2: Yeah, for sure. And like we all remember, like I think he had, he had a hat trick, and I forget what game it was. And like two nights later, he had like two goals. Like he almost went back to back hat in a span of two games. Like I think, like I think he set the I think the record for the longest like in between hat tricks. Yeah. For a game, and then he almost he almost had the longest, and then almost the shortest because he got like five goals in like two games. And you're like, yeah, he was really good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah, it was crazy, and then I've been saying this all year too, and you nailed it on the head. It's, it's not the stat sheet; it's how you are, how you're, what you're doing on the ice. Are you, like what Rod's you've heard, you've heard, obviously you've heard it all year. If you're doing your job, that's all you're really. That's all Rod's asking you to do. Jordan Stoll is the third line center for a reason. He's supposed to lock down the best lines, and that's what he does, and that's why you see other guys thriving either on his line or are up and down the roster. And the thing I love what Rod too says is there's no set lines. I just have guys together and that's all it really is. And that's the one thing that's so great about Carolina is just the depth. It doesn't matter where they're playing as long as they're all doing their jobs. Like I was, Jacob Slavin, the guys should easily be up for the Norris. Cause I mean, what, two, three penalties a season. If that, like the best, one of the best defensive players all around, it's great. He's up for the lady being again. Obviously I think he should win it. And you know, that's not being biased. Well, a little bit. Cause he's also my favorite hurricane, but it's yeah. also the fact of like how good he really is. And I've said this too. Uh, kind of get your thoughts on it now i think like the norris needs to go back to what it was intended as a defensive defenseman's trophy and if you want to make a points-based trophy for defenders make a paul coffee and give it to guys like adam fox and um cal mccarr and stuff like that because i feel like we're kind of getting away from what the trophies were actually meant for now it's all points-based like, yeah like, what are your thoughts on that
3: well there's it's like what we were talking about with the boston series the truth is somewhere in the middle right because right. rob's also a big proponent of you need your offense or your defense to be contributing on offense right now you know i didn't watch every game of nashville this year didn't watch every game from colorado but you know are those guys
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky
2: But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.
3: As strong defensively that they are offensively. And again, there's, there's a multitude of questions there.
2: Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's, uh, it's very loaded. I, I I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it's just like if I feel like there there needs to be more of like a middle ground of sure. Oh, yeah. How is how is the Norse actually looked at? Because I feel like now it's kind of too more offensively minded. If that makes sense. It's yeah. Like, kind of get away from the defensive side of things.
3: Yeah. Uh, I I don't think you're wrong by any means. It's uh, you know, like one of the one of my favorite phrases: control the controllables. Right. You know, right. Mm-hmm. You and I can't control, unfortunately, whether <laughs> Jacob Slavin's up for the Norris or not. We, we both probably think he should be. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you, you hear the way his teammates speak about him. And, you know, Brendan Smith had some glowing praise the other day. Ian Cole, one of them, said that he is the best defensive stick in the National Hockey League. I don't see how anybody could even debate that. But yet again, you know, yeah, Slavin flies under the radar so well because he's not, you know, He's not in the news often. He's not getting fined. He's not getting suspended. He's not on viral clips for the plays he's making. So, you know, who knows? Maybe there's some. You know, I know it's Yosi and McCarr, but maybe somewhere in Minnesota, somebody really feels that you know Alex Goligoski should have been up for.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's, I get that. That's yeah,
3: probably a terrible comparison, but um, yeah, no, I,
2: I get what you're saying. It's like there's there's. The, the markets are not getting shown well enough by the league. It's kind of like there's a lot of, like you said, guys under the radar aren't like, you know, boisterous or, you know, doing certain things that get you noticed and stuff like that. So I get that. It's like, it's great where Carolina's is like, yeah, you can kind of do your thing. And that's when people love you in, in your region. But it's also like the people in the region would love to see your guys get a little bit recognized a little bit more outside of just like, the small things here and there, but I mean, for the fact that he's up for the Lady being again, it's so great. Cause it's like, it shows how good he is. I think he, he might be what the first time or a, in a while that you have a defenseman go back to back for the lady being. So, I mean, even that alone, it's fantastic to see yeah,
3: huge, huge feather in the cap. I believe he'd be the second defenseman ever to go back. Okay. so that's um, right. Not, that's... not many people, you know, only one other person's done it. So if you can, if yeah. you can join that group, you're an elite company.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, Going into round two, I know we just finished the game. Um, you know, we just finished game four. <laughs> Tell me if you've seen this story before or this movie. We're back to two-two again. Going back to Carolina for five, but I think there's a I think there's a more of a difference compared to the two games in New York compared to the two in Boston, where I feel like there's more it's a lot closer games, more shots at, like on goal for the for games three and four of this series compared to Boston have you seen a difference with how the team's kind of finding their road stride I know I know they haven't won they're the only team that hasn't won a playoff game on the road yet but like do you see a difference compared to Boston against against the Rangers now in terms of like the guys are kind of getting into the flow of making some chances it's just unfortunately not going their way again do you see anything different compared to the two series
3: Well, Boston series, it was a lot about matchups, right? You know, it was obvious Boston was struggling in Raleigh when their top dogs were going against Jordan Stahl. I think the same could be said now for the Rangers, right? Like their offensive firepower really didn't have as much flair during the first two games. But what stood out to me more was in New York, the style that the Rangers were playing, they were, you know, Cheating for offense is not the right phrase, but they were trying to stretch it out and go the other way quick. Um, So it was much more of like a a stylistic thing as opposed to matchups. That's what stood out to me because there were so many countless odd man rushes the other way or, um, you know, it just felt like every time New York was able to escape their own end, they were going the other way with numbers and like with the good looking attack. Um, whereas with Boston, I think they were doing the same things. home and road. It was just who they were doing it against. So that's what stood out to me the most thus far through the four games in the New York series.
2: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I'm really curious to see, I won't go by what you said. I'm really curious to see how game five is going to play and, you know, because like you said with matchups and like you get last you get last choice of the shift, the guys who go out and stuff like that it's definitely it seems like carolina's got a really good home at ice advantage it's just i whatever it is about the road i guess like you say it could be style it could be matchup just really depending on is it, it's, it's it's crazy you see like the two dynamics of like how good this like this team is at home and then on the road it's like the goal differentials skewed very differently goals against averages were a lot higher i think it's like for something to compare to like one seventy five or one eighty. It's it's really different seeing like the two different sides of this team going from home to road. Like let's say you know knock on wood, Hurricanes get win Game Five. What do you think the Hurricanes might need to do, or like what do you think might need to happen for them to maybe steal one in Game Six, end it there, and not have to worry about another Game Seven? Like what do you think kind of needs to happen for a potential, hopefully quote unquote, or however you want to phrase it, a potential. End the series in six. Don't worry about seven at Madison Square Garden for the Canes.
3: Well, don't forget one thing that's been a big part of the road downfall has been discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the games they lost in Boston, Boston went two for nine on the power play. And then yeah, that was yeah. in New York, New York, it's a first period power play goal. And then Ron yeah. always talks about you're chasing the game. So, yeah, it, you know, it might not be the nine power play attempts for the opposition that we need to be talking about. It's just, you know, I know, and you can make all the comments, you will, about, you know, oh, that actually wasn't a penalty. If it's called,
2: it yeah, is. Yeah, it is what well, it is. It's um,
3: Whether it actually is a penalty or whether it's called a penalty, if the other team's getting a power play, it's a penalty. Um
2: right.
3: And so that's something that I think that they would still tell you that there's room for improvement on. Um, I think it was the game one against New York was the first – time that the a game only had one power play each um uh
2: yes yeah because it was yeah because i remember, i know it was like two minutes each and that was absolutely yeah like, that was good i thought it was weird going yeah. from like 40, exactly. 40 penalty minutes in one game in, against boston to four total in game one it's like and,
3: and the kings what? found their way on top of that one you know what Point blank, special teams are not a strong suit right now. So if you can, I know that they're saying they're confident in their power play and their penalty kill. They think one's going to fall in the power play soon, but they have not been winning the special teams battle in the postseason. So if you can do your darndest to stay out of the penalty box in games five and six, I think that's probably the most direct avenue to you know, avoiding a game seven or, and you're going to need Ron to to keep playing as well as he has. He's been incredible. That's again, a whole other story. Um, oh, but yeah. what you can control, it's still discipline to me because if you can, you're not winning the special team battle, but you can avoid it. It's, it's what you have to do.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. So one last question before I get you out here, I know we're way past your 30 I'm minutes. Okay. I really appreciate it. I'm so sorry about that. But, um, for the rest of this series, and you know, like it's a knock on wood for the rest of the playoffs. So, who would you say? I know and we got, you know, we got Sebastian Ajo, Andre Svechikov. Like, who is the one Hurricane that people might not have like their eyes set on that you're that for you is kind of like keep watching this guy for the rest of the playoffs? Oh, you know,
3: <laughs> I could give you a couple different names. Like, I'm, I'm gonna kind of not avoid the question, but I'm going to walk you through my thought process here.
2: No, all, by I, all means.
3: <laughs> you know, more is expected out of Martin H. um Rod Brendamore's Todd does not use the media often to articulate his thoughts when a guy's struggling, but he, he did touch on nature specifically. I believe it was ahead of either game four or game six in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the time puck drops tomorrow, he's going to be down to one goal in his last two months. I know he's a guy who's playing banged up, but yeah. playoffs, everybody is. Yeah, um, Need a little bit more there. I think they would love some contributions offensively from Jesperi Kokaniemi. And then you also could make the argument that you need your big time players to be big time players. But right. they need goal scoring right now. Right. Yeah. When, yeah. Or you won two games in a series and you've scored four total goals. Two of them have come from Brendan Smith and Ian Cole. Incredible yeah. talents, but unlikely heroes. Right. Yeah, for sure. You need your offensive forwards to get going. You know, Let's rattle them off. Andres Vachinov, Vachinojo, Tavo Tarabinin, Vincent Trocek. Those are the guys who you need to, you know, if you're going to have success, they're going to be a big part of it. So those are players that I would keep my eye on over okay. the next four nights.
2: No, definitely understand that. So I know, well, I had you a little bit longer than I know we kind of intended for. I really appreciate uh, okay. you being patient. Good conversation. With me yeah no definitely for sure so like before i let you go and all that good stuff where can people you know obviously find you but for those who don't know or not on social media or like all that good stuff or finding your articles where can people find you on the social media find your articles and all the other great stuff that you do you know with abby and valley sports and all that good stuff the floor first, is yours sir
3: <laughs> for, first place i always want to send people's you know, extending beyond the coverage there, I'd like to think it's a good resource because the website it involves multiple other people outside of me too. Um Kara Durrett, Matt Suter, they do great job of you know ensuring that. Again, you know, like I was looking at it through the lines. My parents don't have social media. So if they <laughs> need to get in the know on what I'm doing, go to hurricanes.com. You know, articles are there, but there's also other information, tickets for upcoming playoff games, information on the stadium series for next year, anything that you're looking for, hopefully you can find on hurricanes.com. If not, send me an email at Waltar at Carolina or Carolina Hurricanes.com. We'll make sure we get it on the website for you. <laughs> um that again, that's where I send people first. But if you are on socials, twitter instagram at walt ruff um that's not as exciting in comparison to go to hurricanes.com that's all i'll say
2: (laughs) no i got you no that's no that's really awesome and i do have to say before i let you go though i do appreciate because i know I, i reached out to you for the i think it was the mental health awareness night the hockey talks yeah i really appreciate you with hooking me up with the stickers for the that they have on the helmets i like, I was able to say this to you, you know, face to face. Thank you so much. That really meant yeah. a lot. So, thank you as well. And even Mike Foreman, too. Like, he even, like, he DM'd me and, like, all this other good stuff. And they, he said something really cool. And the fact it's just, I cannot say enough about this organization. It's just absolutely fantastic. So, what you, you, Mike, and everyone else has done just interacting with the fans and all that. Like I said, to get the hockey talk stickers and someone who's, you know, deals with mental health and is trying to be an advocate for it, that really meant a lot. that you know, the the Canes did it that night, but then you sending the stickers, it was just, I, I really appreciate that. that was... Yeah, of course, you're,
3: you're the only one who has one. I, I had to go through a couple channels to get it. So, <laughs> um, you know, credit to you for, you know, shooting your shot as you will. But no, again, credit to the people up top in the Carolina Hurricanes organization. It's oh, yeah. that You know, they say on the hockey side, too, like we want good hockey players, but we want good people. Um, That said a lot on the business side, too. So,
2: uh, yeah, no, couldn't get credit to them. Yeah, yeah, cannot speak enough about the organization and what everyone else does and what you do and everyone else on the production side of things too. It's it's really great, and like I said, just the edit, like the social media team, one of the best social media well teams done. on sports, on all sports, not just hockey. Just the sas, the tweets, there's just the the grab, just. Everything is name. A, I don't think you can name a better team than the Hurricanes sports wise that just absolutely brings it. I want to see Wendy's and the Hurricanes Twitter account go on like <laughs> in, a, in a roast battle and see who would win because it would oh, be man. absolutely epic. I, I'd buy pay per view tickets to watch that just that Twitter off just on Burns alone. But that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, for sure. But all right, so everyone, you can catch me at Onecher Zach uh, on Twitter. Catch the podcast at the Search Cast. We got a link tree. Got all of our sponsors um check them out check out belly up sports as well a whole lot of co- a cool stuff coming on there um but yeah well like i said man thank you so much this was a lot of fun i'm sorry for putting you a little bit over than what we kind of intended to do but i really appreciate you know being patient with me and answering all my questions and stuff like that because it's not not every day you get to talk to someone <laughs> from the team so like i said i appreciate you so much for taking the time to join me that this was a lot of fun i really enjoyed this
3: yeah of course thanks to you zach for having me on i appreciate it thanks to everybody who's taking the time to listen uh, it's been a lot of fun thanks to everyone who supports the team and again makes it that much more exciting and fun to be a part of so um again we got something special here going and, and thanks to everybody who's been a part of it and thanks to everybody who's going to be a part of it in the future because again uh, some really good days are ahead
2: yeah definitely for sure and like you said this is just year one of however many there's more to come and the story's not over yet But until next time, guys, for episode 20, I am Zach Martin, and I'll see you next time.